Well, good morning to you. Once again, I want to just thank you for joining in and being part of the service, being part of the message. I want to talk to you this morning, and the title of my message is, When Heaven Meets Earth. When Heaven Meets Earth. Yes, we've been talking a lot about heaven, and some of you know about the things that has happened in the life of our church over the last couple of weeks, and it is truly changing the way we lead, the way we look at situations, the way we do family, the way we do life. Uh, you know, even in our own teams, we've seen God do things which we've never seen before. And it is amazing to see what God is doing. But this thing about heaven meets earth, what is, what is this about? You know, when Jesus came to planet earth, it was a moment when heaven met earth. When we worship, it's a moment when heaven meets earth. When we give, it's a moment when heaven meets earth. When we pray, in fact, anytime we pray, one of the things that's completely transformed in my life is this thing of prayer. I knew the power of prayer, but I did not never truly understand the axis of prayer. I never truly understood the proximity of prayer. That when I get into this place of prayer, literally I have access to heaven. You know, a few things have happened since my recent encounter. Uh, in my recent encounter, I had this, this incredible opportunity that I've shared over the last couple of weeks and don't want to keep talking about it. But one of the things I noticed was that I began to say things that I did not know about previously. Uh, I would, I would, someone would ask me something and I, would, I was about to answer the information that I'd known or I'd read about or my understanding or my perspective. But then something else would come upon me not in a weird way, but just come forth from my mouth. And I'll be like, that's the first time I'm saying it. And I know we've all had experiences of it, but what I'd experienced was at a, at a pace and at a rate that I'd never experienced where I've been using this word called downloads, downloads. It was literally like there's been downloads that's been coming in my spirit. And I begin a bit, get a bit worried because you just, you just don't want to make up stuff. You know what I'm saying? You, you, just having an encounter doesn't give you the license to make up things. So as I was getting these downloads, I would constantly get into the Word because everything that, it's great to have inspiration, it's great to have knowledge, it's great to have all this understanding, but everything that we do, church, must be based on the Word of God. Uh, you know, God is not adding or subtracting from His Word. It's got to complement the Word. The Word confirms it. And, and, and there's a power in that. And so everything that we get must be from God, uh, must be from the Word of God, rather. And what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about the fact that when you pray, when you worship, you have access to what I call downloads. And that's what I call a heaven meets earth moment. I want to talk about a heaven meeting earth, a heaven, as Leah says, touching heaven changing earth, a heaven touching earth moment is when data begins to happen. And as I was beginning to uh, think about this over the last couple of weeks, I'm just sharing my experiences, Ephesians chapter 1, 3 came to mind. This is what it says, Ephesians 1 verse 3, all praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us, check it out, with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. And I want to speak to somebody that right now. You might feel disintegrated. You might feel disfranchised. 
You might feel distant. You might feel alone. You might feel lonely. But my Bible says that you are united with Christ. And because you are united with Christ, you have spiritual blessings from heavenly realm. Now, when we, when we use that word blessing, we think blessing is a gift. We think blessings are a tangible thing. A blessing is not just a gift. It's a revelation. It's a word. It's a strategy. It's an understanding. It's divine intuition. It's no, I mean, blessing, tangible stuff are great, but even greater is the intangible. So a blessing is a name. A blessing is an identity that's been spoken over you. A blessing is a sense of destiny and direction. So I want you to know that in your current situation that you're facing right now, that you have access to new data. You have access to new information. You have access to new insight. And that is going to be absolutely astronomical in the effects of your life. In fact, you need to be constantly accessing those spaces, understanding and downloading, if I could use that word, new data, so that it can strengthen your journey for the future. Uh, when I think about this whole concept of heaven's data, I think about this guy called Abraham. A guy called Abraham was just going on with his life, and I've spoken about him a few times in the last couple of weeks. But, but, in, but in Genesis chapter 12, there was a moment where, where, where Abraham has this God moment. He was just going about his day, and God says to him, go into the land that I will show you. God says to him, go into the land that I will show you. It doesn't say how that came about, but let's just, let's just, let's just see this as Abraham was going about his day and he has this download. I need to go. I need to get going. There's this divine voice that's calling me. I need to go into the land that God's showing me. In other words, he got what I call extra information. He got data that he did not know of. He got information that was not within a book that he read or a conference that he went to or a conversation that he had. There was a download. I, I just need to go. What's happening, Abraham? I just have a sense of going. Where are you going? I'm not sure, but I just need to step out. Where are you stepping out into? Well, he said, go into the land that I'll show you. What has he shown you? He hasn't shown me anything, but I know I need to go. Well, why don't you wait until he shows you? I think God is telling me when I do the going, he will do the showing. Go into the land that I will show you. And then God says to him, I will make you a great nation. You know, that's an arrogant statement to say. Hey, how are you doing, Jack? Well, man, God told me the other day that I'm about to be a great nation. You, you can, you're either full of yourself when you say something like that, or you have been in contact with God and heaven has put something in your heart. There's only two postures when you say something like that. It's a posture of incredible pride or a posture of incredible fear, trembling, and humility. And I think Abraham was the second one. He was like, oh, man, I'm nervous. I'm a nomad. I don't even have a proper family name. But God is saying he's going to birth a nation out of me. Here's what I'm trying to say. Heaven has a blueprint with details about my life and with details about your life. And there are so many in the church, regardless of not even people outside of the church, but so many even in the church that are living based on, on or not, not based on that blueprint, that's living based on a narrative, that's living based on a reaction that's living based on circumstantial stuff that's happening around them. But let me tell you, when heaven 
meets earth, when heaven touches your home, when heaven touches your heart, when you begin to pray, there's an opportunity for data, new information to be downloaded. This, this, this theme is throughout the Bible. I think about this guy called Jacob. Jacob wasn't as good of a report, did not have carries as good of a report as Abraham, his grandfather. In fact, the name Jacob meant cheater, supplanter, the guy who hustled. He was a hustler, trying to steal this one's blessing, trying to steal that one's this thing, trying to constantly in life go on. But there was a moment where Jacob was literally wrestling with the angel, an angel who's come down from where? From heaven. And as he's wrestling, this angel, it's a, it's a difficult one. They're going back and forth. And this angel says, I need to go. It's daybreak. I'm about to leave. And, J and Jacob has this thing where he's like, I'm not going to let you go unless you bless me. In fact, I want to read from Genesis 32, 26. It says, the man, which actually was an angel, said, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with humans and have overcome. Now, here's the crazy part. Some of us think that God just came up with that name then and there. What if I tell you that God came up with that name with Abraham? Because God said to Abraham that he would be a great nation. Abraham had the nation Israel within himself. And so I want you to picture this with me. It's a play on a situation. But I want you to imagine Jacob and this angel are having this battle. They're having this fight, rather, this wrestling match. And all of a sudden, angel's like, w what is your name? And Jacob says, my name is Jacob. And angel's like, give me a minute. Let me check you on the database of heaven. The angel starts checking the database. This is happening in milli milliseconds. You know what I'm saying? Database of heaven is like, there's no, no, there's no one called Jacob in heaven. There's no one called Jacob in heaven. Wait a minute. They've named you wrong. They should have named you Israel. From this moment on, I want to match you. I want to parallel you with the blueprint, with the original blueprint. You're called to be Israel, not Jacob. As I say this, as I, I feel there are people listening to me where life has called you labels and people have called you titles and you've now begun to become a self-filling prophecy as you've begun to live out everything that life has called you. But when you come in contact with heaven, all of a sudden, a new name, the original name, the original mandate, the original purpose that God did not just talk to Jacob, but rather spoke to his grandfather, Abraham brings an alignment to the, to the place of your life. This is why the data of heaven is so important. This is what happened when heaven meets earth. When heaven meets earth, it's not just a glorious prayer meeting. When heaven meets earth, it's not just a new record album. When heaven meets earth, it's not just a t-shirt you wear to say something. When heaven meets earth, it's a download. It's, it's a divine exchange between what is eternal and what is temporary. It's a divine exchange between the intangible and the tangible. It's this point of contact that is so powerful that all of a sudden you go, this is what I was born for. Let me tell you, when Jacob walked off or Israel walked off that moment, he had a nation beating in his heart. He went from being called a cheat to being the founder of the nation. Think about it. I want to prophesy into somebody's life right now. You've been living in such a low level. 
trying to hustle this and hustle that and take this and take that, steal another man's blessing, covetousness here, this, that. But let me tell you, when you come in contact with the King of Kings, when you come in contact with heaven, when you come in contact with that place in God, God will download into your spirit, into your heart, an original DNA, an original fingerprint, an original touch of God. He says, that is my child. That is my daughter. This is their purpose. And when you come in contact with heaven, that is what is birthed in your heart. Heaven has a download. As I think about the Bible, we can go story upon story. Due to lack of time, we'll jump now to Joseph, Jacob's, Jacob's boy, Joseph. And, and the story is Joseph is growing among these other brothers, the 12 brothers, and Joseph has a dream. It doesn't say that Joseph went to a conference. It doesn't say that Joseph went to a seminar on how to have a dream. Joseph didn't read a book on dream interpretation. He just has a dream. Let me tell you, heaven has dreams for us. I've been talking about all year, I've been talking about this thing called imagination. This sort of, I'm just sort of borrowing that idea from there. But Joseph has a dream. And in that dream, God realigns his life from just being that shepherd boy, which there was nothing wrong, but God was calling him to the palace of the king, saying, you're going to rule and reign. I'm going to put you at a place of authority to reposition the nation where it needs to be. But here's the crazy part. Joseph shares the dreams with his brothers, and I know God uses that which the enemy intended for evil for the goodness of unto God and unto Joseph, but I, I want you to share, I want to share with you too. Sometimes you will get downloads from heaven that you need to be careful about who you share with. Sometimes in the eagerness and in the enthusiasm, before God can fully download the full megabytes, we are already on Instagram sharing it on our story. We've already sent voice messages and memes and voice notes and text messages, e-blasting it to the whole Twitter sphere, atmosphere, ecosystem. And God is like, no, I'm doing a deep work. I'm doing a private work. I'm just aligning the blueprint here. And so many of us have had so much misfortune because at times gone, it's not that you did not have a download. It's that you just, you just, you just, you just revealed a deep work that God was doing in a private place before it was the timing of that download to be birthed forth. And so I want to encourage us as we're talking about data from heaven, when heaven meets earth, be careful about the places and the spaces in which you share these things. I heard a story this week, which is quite interesting. There was a guy who's, who's uh, unfortunately, I won't go into the details of it, but there was substance found on his computer that should not have been there. And the whole thing happened because he was working with a client overseas and they had this file sharing system. And while the file of this design, these graphics were being done, as part of that file, this guy even exported all these other illegal files. And unfortunately, they got, caught this other guy who was actually innocent and finds all this data on his computer. Here's what I'm trying to say. Be careful who you share data with, because you may catch a virus. Be careful who you share data with. Be careful who you share what heaven is speaking, because it may catch a virus. Talking about this thing called data. Talking about this thing called download. You know, sometimes the data doesn't make sense. See, I think it's easy for us to capture information and capture downloads of heaven when it makes sense. 
But sometimes it doesn't make sense. When you look at the life of Abraham, when you look at the life of Jacob, when you look at the life of Joseph, it's sort of like, how is this even going to happen? But I think the, the main character that I want to pick from the scriptures is this person called Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary was this young girl who was not even married. And the angel of the Lord comes to her and says, you will be pregnant. And Mary is like, I think, God, God, I think there's so many people now on planet Earth before you were a lot more accurate with your prophetic utterances, but I'm actually not even married. Uh, how is this going to happen? But this download, this data from this angel, this, and, and I want you to look at Mary's response and this conversation between Mary and the angel of the Lord. Luke chapter 1, verse 30, it says, Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom, there will be no end. Now check out Mary's response, which is so many times what we say. Verse 34. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Now she added her reason, since I've not known a man or since I'm not married to a man but most times when God says things to us we say things like how can this be you know even over this week Lee and I've been talking about the next seasons and the future and the next decade and all of these things and there's there's concepts and ideas and things that are brewing up within us and there's a thought in me that rises up saying God we have been living a miracle for a decade or 15 years but now if what I'm feeling in my spirit, what I think are little downloads, the downloads are still coming in, in kilobytes at the moment. We're praying for megabytes and hopefully gigabytes in the season to come. But as I'm getting these kilobytes of download, I'm, I'm, I'm already having this little thing going, how can it be? When I look at the bank account, how can it be? When I look at the team, how can it be? When I look at, we just entered this building project. Wait, wait, let's just establish and settle a bit and, you know, just have a, have a, have a nice year, you know, have a bit of a cruisy year. Let me at least sniff the latte in the cafe a bit before we step into the next thing. You know, but how can it be? But God is saying, no, when I give you a data, when I give you a piece of download, something special happens. Check out what the angel says. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit, how is that dream possible? How is that data coming forth? How are you going to download that dream? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore also the Holy One who is born to be will be called the Son of God. Let's jump to verse 37. It says, for with God, Luke 1, 37, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will, I hope I'm preaching to somebody's miracle right now. Nothing will be impossible. There's somebody that's listening to me that has started this year with a lot of hope, with a lot of excitement, with a lot of dreams, with a lot of things that, but you've had one thing after another, one hurdle after another, one disappointment after another, one lie after another, one accusation after another, one, one whatever after the other. But I want to prophesy this for with God. You did not get that dream from man and no man can take it away. You did not get that dream from the government and no government can take it away. You got that dream from the lips of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And how is this possible? I've got new information for you. You had a download, but I'm about to give you an update. And the update is the Holy Spirit will come upon your situation. He will overshadow your situation. And all of a sudden, things that took time will begin to be accelerated in Jesus 
Jesus' name, because for with God, nothing will be impossible. Then check out Mary. Check out what Mary says. Mary says, Behold the maidservant of the Lord, but there's not what I want to talk about. It says, Let it be to me according to your word. Now the translation says, Be it unto me according to your word. In other words, Be it unto me according to heaven's data. Be it unto me according to heaven's download. Be it unto me according to the promises of God. Be it unto me according to the things of God. Be it unto me. Your word says it, I believe it, and I receive it. My bank account doesn't show like it's going that way. Well, you know, the things around me doesn't look like it's going that way. But Lord, if your word says it, according to your word, be it unto me. I believe there are people believing for houses, people believing for homes. And you just look at the current market and what's happening. And you've had meetings already. You're like, how is this even possible? But let me tell you, you've been given that promise, not from a banker. And no banker can take it away. You've been given that promise not from a bill, and no bill can take it away. You've been given that promise from the lips of God. I want you to hold on to that promise. Believe in that promise. And in due season, at the right time, in Jesus' name, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. Data. I've been talking about how data comes from heaven. But I want to establish that because so many times we think data comes from human beings. Data comes from unusual sources. It doesn't come from human beings. There's a story in the Bible where Jesus is gathering his disciples, and Jesus asked them this question in Matthew 16. He says, who do you say that I am? Who do people say I am? And some are like, you're John the Baptist, you're Elijah, you're Moses, you're this, you're that, you're the new custom model Pharisee 2.0, the update is here, all these things. And then, and then, and then Peter says, Peter says something. He says, you are Christ. And Jesus replies in verse 17, Blessed are you, Simon, for this was not, check it out, was not revealed to you by flesh and blood. This was not revealed to you by a Google search. This was not revealed to you by a specialist. This was not revealed to you by a Forex consultant. This was not revealed to you by that person who's got a bit more, bit more experience than you. This was revealed to you by my Father, in heaven my father in heaven there's a data suited for you from heaven revelation from heaven i want you to understand when peter said those words what he said was so unorthodox so unconventional we we know we sing songs jesus your lord what he said was borderline heresy I mean, it was heresy, but in that context, it was still, the disciples were still not sure. During Jesus' time, there were many people that came and claimed that they were the Messiah. There were many tribes. There were many discipleship groups. There were many followings. Jesus was not the only one. Jesus was one among the hundreds. There were writings, historical writings about different leaders in different times. And so for Peter to say that, that was not about observing the healing techniques of Jesus. Or, or, or the right handshake of Jesus, or the following of Jesus. It was literally a download from heaven. He got information beyond his time. A download from heaven. And I need you to understand that it's really important that we capture this. And, and when Peter said something, his values got shifted. When Peter said that all of a sudden he was saying, all of my faith. You've got to understand, when Peter says, you are the Messiah, he was saying, you are God. 
Can you imagine looking at another human being, someone who looks like a human being, and saying those words? You are God. Especially from a culture that honors God with such deep reverence that would not even spell the whole name of God. That's the culture that Peter was from. So I want you to understand when Peter said those words, they were data. It was data that was contradictory. It was data that was unconventional. But some of you might get data of that nature, but it's not from flesh and blood. I've been saying things, even with our team here lately. Things that they know that Pastor Elvin, you would never say that. Things that seem a bit anti, you know, sometimes people want to go anti-trend because they just want to make a statement. I, I'm, I'm not one of those. I want to be in the know-how. I want to be connected. I want to go with, you know, just where everything is happening. But I've been sensing some things and saying some things and sharing some values. It just seemed like, what, what, is, what is that all about? That's what happens when you get data from another place. Talking about heaven meeting earth. When heaven meets earth, we have downloads. Here's another danger that happens when you capture a download. Downloads, or data rather, can be stolen or destroyed. And I want to speak to people this morning because you're here and you're like, I've had those moments with God. I've been in worship and I saw me do that in a nation. I've been in worship and I saw me do this for Jesus. I've seen me lead this and I've seen me do that and I've seen me do... But somewhere along the way, it stopped. Because friend, it's not that... And, and you beat yourself down. You're like... Oh man, I'm just a backslider and I'm just no good. And, you, and that's what the enemy likes to do. But what if I say to you, it's not the fact that you are bad or you are selfish or whatever, but maybe the data of heaven that was in your spirit was stolen. There's a story in the Bible, the very first story in the Bible, where God creates this man called Adam and this girl called Eve, puts them in this garden like Netflix and tells them not to just eat of one tree, the tree of knowledge of good or evil. And the devil comes along, says, eat of that tree. And here's what the devil says. The devil says, for when you eat of that tree, you will become like God. So that's, my, so that's sort of my sub-point under this, which is that not all data is equal. God says, don't eat of that tree as a means of protection. I'm your life. I will lead you into wisdom. I will lead you into truth. That was God's path for them. The devil comes along and says, another truth or sort of a truth that makes it sound like truth, makes it sound like heaven, makes it sound better than the information these guys got from heaven. Are you tracking with me? And overrides the data. God put one piece of download. The devil uninstalled that download or threw it in the recycle bin, I'm using a lot of computer terms, uh, and, and overrides it with this new piece of information that seems more advanced, more attractive, more of that. And I want to say to you this morning, not all knowledge is equal, and not all, not all knowledge is beneficial. One of the greatest and the, um, one of the best and the worst discoveries on planet Earth is this thing called Google. And I want to say this to us this morning. Google ain't God. Google ain't God. People go through marriage crisis. My wife just said this to me. I know of people that will Google. My wife said this to me. What do I say back? They open a blog of disgruntled, dysfunctional, mostly divorced individuals that will feed them back with information that was never from the lips of heaven. 
and they will narrate that and point them to this and point them to that. And I know the world has a lot to offer with things like counseling and psychology and all that. But can I just say this? And I say this with incredible humility. Counseling is here. Heaven is here. Advice is here. Heaven is here. Google is here, heaven is here. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My wisdom is not your wisdom, for my ways are higher. The heavens are higher than the earth. The heavens are higher than the wisdom of counselors. I praise God for counselors. The heavens are higher than the wisdom of doctors. I praise God for doctors. Got a few in my family. Was about to be one. God saved me. I praise God. My, my ways are higher than accountants. I praise God for accountants. But God has a new word to say, a new data to share. I, be, I believe, this was not even part of my message, but I believe I'm speaking into somebody. And here's the crazy part. You know it's from God when you feel liberated. But you know it's from man when you feel full of shame and fear. How many times have we jumped on these different things to read this and to read that and to get information and it only makes us feel worse. And I want you to see this moment because Eve eats off this tree thinking she was going to be like God, only to find how really inadequate she was. And there's this moment where God enters the garden in Genesis chapter 3 verse 11, and God says, He said, Who told you that you were naked? Genesis chapter 3 verse 11, who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you? I feel like I want to tell people this morning, who told you you were naked? Who told you you're not going to make it? Who told you to give up? Who told you to, who told you to lay it down? Uh, sometimes God does that, but was it really God? Was it really God? And I believe so many of us have been lied to. And I've got some statements here that I want to speak over you. And as I speak this, I believe God's going to do something. I, I do believe God's going to do something. Anxiety is not a lie. But what is causing you to be anxious is, is a lie. Fear is not a lie. But what is causing you to fear is a lie. Shame is not a lie. But what is causing you to be ashamed of is a lie. Are you catching this? I'm not negating your feelings. I'm not negating your emotions because the Bible clearly says that Eve was ashamed. It was a real, obvious emotion that was there. God saw her shame. But here's the, here's the amazing part about God. God didn't punish them for that shame. You know what the Bible says? God covered them. You know what he did? He got a, he got a lamb, covered them with the skin of a lamb. And that, my friend, was the first prophetic utterance of the coming King, Jesus Christ, the Lamb that was slain. So if you're going through fear, if you're going through anxiety, if you're going through panic attacks, if you're going through trauma, if you're going through temptations, don't cover it up with figs. Allow the presence of Jesus. Allow the power of God. Allow the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to cover that up. Yes, you've been lied to. Yes, data was stolen. Yes, the dream was destroyed. But friend, I want you to know we serve a God of restoration. And when we are huddled up there, when we are curled up there with fear and shame and trauma, He's not coming there to point to finger he's coming there to cover us and say who lied to you who told you that 
And he says, you know what? Come here, come here, come here, come here. Heaven's got a new update. Heaven's got this new software. Heaven's got a new download. I'm praying right now that as I'm saying this, people are feeling liberation coming into their room, coming through their screens, saying, I'm being set free from shame this morning. I'm being set free from fear this morning. I'm being set free from the lie. Because let me tell you, when I encountered Jesus, that's what he did. He covered me, covered me from fear, from shame, from pain from regret and that is the heart of God towards you but let's be careful where we get our information from and if you're here this morning and you're saying this is fantastic but how do I how do I receive this the greatest way to receive this is by saying yes to Jesus those of you that know Jesus and those of us that do not yet know Jesus I want to take a moment to share the gospel message the gospel is God so loved you that he saw you, that you saw that he saw you in your pain, in your shame, in your regret, in your guilt, and he saw that you were destined to go to hell. And he said, No, that's not gonna happen to my child, that's not gonna happen to my girl, that's not gonna happen to my son. And so he sent himself in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, took away your shame, your guilt, your pain in a moment, and said, Now don't do anything apart from just believe in me that I've got you covered. Like the lamb that covered Eve in the garden, believe in me that I've got you covered. And if you put your trust in me, you're a new creation. And guess what? Your name is written in heaven. If that is you and you're saying, I need to put my trust in Jesus, I want you to shoot a message to hello at mydampo.com. Let our teams know we want to pray with you, pray for you. But for the rest of us, maybe you need to once again reaffirm your faith in Jesus. And you're saying, I need to put my trust in Jesus one more time. Something has lied to me. A Google review, a post, a status, whatever, has lied to me about who I am. But now I'm reminded of what heaven says I am. I, don't, I want to pray with you right now. Father, I pray. I bind every stronghold that's been lying to your church. I bind every illegal data, every encrypted data, every virus that's gone into people's spirits and is reviring them and it's been shifted and stolen away. Heaven's download. I declare in the name of Jesus, the same power that raised up Christ from the dead would quicken this moment right here, right now. I pray for heaven to come down over people's marriages, over people's relationships, over people's finances, and most of all, over people's souls and their hearts, that they will be joined in in perfect harmony with you. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we thank you, Lord, for freedom is truly in this place. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I love you, church. I'll see you this Wednesday.